This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. A couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke. Now, I, for one, think there's a lot of positives to take away here <laughs> after this game one. You know, listen, the, the Wolves played the Nuggets even up 22 to 22 in the fourth quarter. They got Nikola Jokic to, to foul out. Six fouls for Jokic. You know, I think uh, I think some good momentum to to carry over into into game two. Chris Finch extended his bench. He played thirteen <laughs> guys tonight. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Well, well, how, how? Look at the depth on this team. A thirteen man rotation in a playoff game. I mean, incredible. Th- this is uh, probably not where you start uh, after a game like that. Game one of a playoff series. Uh, I think he's probably a great guy. I can't watch Nate Knight play basketball again. That guy is <laughs> LA <that> Fitness <laughs> on meth. Like that. I mean, he just he had no interest in really making an extra pass. Again, what it Nuggets 109, Wolves 80, and we're talking about Nate Knight, but that was just atrocity across the board. But uh I'll throw it to you. I mean, you probably have a lot of things to say. I I have some other things to say too, but I want you to kick it off. I'll let you cook. Sometimes, you know, I think this might be my thing for some of these playoff games. I just want to say I, I will not be overreacting to the first game of a seven-game play playoff series here. Do you mean you're not, that? You're not going to hear me like doing the, all the whole like uh, like who should they trade this summer thing. Like I'll do that after they get balanced from the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. But I do have. It might be fun for I. I tend to take just like notes throughout. I'll just, mm-hmm. like, write takes as the game is going on. Like, early in the game, one of them was Jordan McLaughlin remains awful. Should they put Austin <laughs> Rivers in the rotation? And they did. They put Austin Rivers in. Um, I'm just going to read you three of my highlighted takes here. Straight from These are straight from the raw notes here, Kyle. Okay? This is raw emotion as we watch that game. Uh, the Timberwolves are so talented, but dot, 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 also, so often disorganized, undisciplined, and emotionally unintelligent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing the emotionally unintelligent thing was mate, was that probably the Kyle stuff? Kyle Anderson getting it's into everything. It? It's 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 so emotional to, to me. Basketball emotional intelligence is the ability to. I'm going to steal a phrase from. Uh, I've brought this up on the show before from George Mumford, who I sat mm-hmm. one of one of the most fun, coolest podcast interviews I ever did was like seven or eight years ago. Uh, he was Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, basically Phil Jackson's traveling mental coach, and uh, and and he defined emotional intelligence as the ability on a basketball court, the ability to put space between the mechanism and the response. The mechanism being pressure, crowd noise, a run by the opponent, whatever it is that's happening. Can you put a space between it? Calm down, take a deep breath, and still push forward. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just Kyle Anderson getting into a fight with a random guy or whether it's Carl Anthony Towns being unable to slow the game down in big moments and process or Anthony Edwards, you know, as a 21 year old, there's just so many things about this team. 
it's not the most talented team in the NBA, but it feels like the sum of the parts don't equal the parts, even with guys like Jade McDaniels. And, and, and by the way, it does sometimes. It certainly did against like Oklahoma City was one of the best games we've seen them play. Mm-hmm. The first three quarters against the Lakers in the playing game. Sometimes you see it. And that's why it's so frustrating when you see a game like, I mean, this might have been the worst game they've played all season collectively. Um, but it just, it, it feels to me like it's too often chaos and too often disorganized and not adding up to what the sum should be with this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, again, how are you going to push back against any criticism from what happened uh, against Denver, uh, which finished on a Monday, by the way, I just, well, I had to get this off before we move into other stuff. Like, I don't know many people that are worse at their jobs than Adam Silver. Uh, I don't know how this game tipped off at 10 o'clock your time or whatever, but that's neither here nor there. Just you know, just an atrocity of the scheduling today across the board to focus everything on Lakers-Grizzlies and then just be like, hey, the Nuggets were really awesome. First time they were the one seed in the Western Conference. Let's just put their game on at like 9 o'clock Mountain Time so all the young fans of Denver can't watch. Anyway. I um, get, I, I, real quick on that note, I get... Because a lot of people were correctly saying, wait a second, you had a Phoenix-LA game in the earlier slot, too. Like, couldn't you have, couldn't that game have gone on last? And I get, like, wanting Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers and the LA market. I get wanting that to be your Sunday primetime slot game and putting another game later. But you could have moved everything up one hour and started that game at the end at 8.30 instead of 9.30 Central Time. So it, Again, yeah. we've, we've started this podcast with Nate Knight and scheduling. I know that that's on me. But uh, the fact that the first NBA game on a Sunday was at noon on the West Coast was an embarrassment. But anyway, no, I mean, everything you said is right. Uh, I, the, the the tough thing, and I'm glad you said that you weren't going to overreact because you and I are still forming our own chemistry. And I was trying to kind of gauge where you're at. Um, mm-hmm. they, they, they got punched in the mouth early in the first. That's what my notes, I had my notes. And then they actually responded. Like they actually, mm-hmm. The first quarter was, a, I thought, a positive for them. Second quarter, they kind of grinded. Obviously, they're down like 10 and a half or something. But then that third quarter... Uh, all of the criticisms you just said, emotional, like unintelligent, just everything that's bad about this team fit, right? I mean, they had three straight possessions where they tried to get the ball to Rudy, all turnovers. Uh, Denver wants to run on you. They get they get you know points in transition on all those things. Everything that you don't like about the first 84 games of this season, everything you don't like about this roster, about this team, about their body language was on display tonight. Yeah. Um, so I think we should throw a couple more punches, no pun intended, and just kind of take shots at them. But I will just say, and this is it. I just have a. I just look at this stuff differently than the first eighty-four games. Like they're they're an embarrassment. They look terrible. They have the same amount of losses as the Bucks and the Suns. Um, I don't think they're the Bucks. I don't think they're the Suns. But I also, if it wasn't the Wolves and the Nuggets playing tonight, I always would. My dad always says, "Series doesn't start until the home team loses." I don't really care that they lost by 29. I just don't. I mean, they, yeah, they, they were I'm so kind of, bad. Kind of there's, yeah. there's nothing to take from it, really. And that's, if you're, like, trying to be overly concerned, it's that up and down the box score, I think the two things I would probably take away from the game is that, A, they shot 30% from three. They had 36 attempts. Sometimes it's just if they make a couple of those, it stems the tide and it kind of keeps you in the fight longer. And then I actually maybe think the Jokic elbow on Ant might be something we talk about later because he he kind of looked pissed off and then he was grabbing rebounds getting blocked shots again it was all in garbage time all meaningless but like I think that's what the Kyle stuff was too it's 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 clownish right when you're down 25 to start a fight it's clownish to do that stuff but I think this team just again because they are emotionally unintelligent 
and they don't always bring it. They needed some sort of spark. I think that's what Kyle tried. I think that's what the Jokic elbow was. Um, but yeah, th- I don't really care. One, it's 0-1. I will be much more pitchforky if they get you know swept or they lose by 25 on Friday at home. It's just you didn't really – no one played well. Rudy was minus 28. I saw a stat that yeah, all of Jokic's really shots, I think, came in the paint, and that's against what we deem as like one of the biggest teams in the league. So if Jokic is like super comfortable taking all shot attempts from the paint against Rudy and Carl – that's also not good. So, yeah, nothing to hang your hat on if you're Minnesota. Really, all you do is just like, okay, that was one game. Let's rest up and see if we can hit some shots on Wednesday and try some new things. But every player up and down all 13 guys was bad, every one of them. Well, I I do think there are a lot of things negatively to hang your hat on, but I want to see. I'm with you in general in that whether you lost by five or lost by 29, Okay, like there's a there's a, there's a game two coming up. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't count just because you lost by twenty nine. Does it, there were some there were some red flags in here? I think you know the fact that you played four games against the Nuggets in the regular season and held your own. You held your own. You beat them twice. Uh, they decided to. Uh, it, there was a home and home back to back, if I recall, and they sat their starters or at least Jokic mm-hmm. and the Wolves beat them, yeah. and then they came back and were up by like thirty points in the first quarter in the next game, but. But so Jokic missed one of the games in which the Wolves beat the Nuggets, but Cat missed all four of the games between the Wolves and the Nuggets, which could mean one of two things. It could mean, hey, well, let's see what happens when you inject Cat into a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, sometimes you see what happens with Cat and Gobert. There's just weird games and matchups, and you know the early returns here after one game with both those guys playing against the Nuggets for the first time all season is. Ooh, I don't know that that's going to be. They're going to have to find a way either through changing up what they do on offense, running more pick and roll, trying to get maybe trying to get Jokic in foul trouble early in a close game instead of in a thirty point game. You know they're going to have to do some different things, or they're going to have to drastically minimize Rudy Gobert's minutes at some point if it keeps looking like this. That's one of the things they have to confront here in the next game or two. I. And by the way, it's not an excuse. It's just like watching the game. I saw you tweet this out. Again, it just like, if this is the Rudy Gobert that we that exists on planet Earth, that's horrendous and that's terrible. I just think his back must still, like, he just doesn't get off the ground. And like, there's a lot yep. of U- Utah people now that are covering this series just to keep writing about basketball. And they were all like, there's no way he's right. Because Mike had a couple, Mike Conley had a couple lobs to him where it's like, even thirty-year-old Rudy's got like he's going to finish that or at least catch it, but he just didn't. He didn't provide anything offensively or defensively. Yeah, eight points, thirteen rebounds. He did have a one good possession where like he blocked Jokic after like four or five spin moves. It kind of gave a little life to the team. But uh, yeah, I mean that the concern, like I said, it's just one loss. You know, you win Wednesday, like you're not going to feel the same way you do yeah. now. But the concerning things are is that Rudy and Carl just. It looks so clunky. It just doesn't look right when there's two of them on the floor. And then Ant, who I think is starting to find himself a little bit, feels has his legs under him again, seems like he's over the illness. But he, Dane Moore tweeted this out too. Like, he just has no chemistry with Rudy after 84 games. And, like, that's – It's bad. N- bad. Because if because there are there, moments where – There are moments lobs, where, by the way – Yeah, it's just you don't see anything. There's moments where Rudy's open. Like, there's moments where the Rudy Gobert thing is working, but it's just Ant doesn't see him. And Ant's – Playmaking has gone leaps and bounds, but it's still pretty muted for what it should be on this level. So, I mean, this is 
there are because I've seen some people in my mentions or our mentions be like they should have just never made the playoffs. Even if they get swept, and this is for down the road, but like this is actually really important. Like you want to see this stuff, even if it fails, you want to see it fail multiple times on the biggest stage. Yeah. Because that's how you then learn, like, you know, like if they would have gotten beat by the Thunder, they could have pulled out all different excuses and variety of different things. Like you kind of want to see this either work, make adjustments on Wednesday, or just fail. In that third quarter, everything failed. Ant stands around. Carl, I mean, Carl was one for Carl and Ant combined for two for 11 from three. I thought Carl had good looks, but you got to make those, right? When it's going in, you're stretching the defense, you're making Jokic work. They didn't make Jokic work at all on defense. I mean, he fouled out, but I honestly have no idea how. I know. It was, it was, it was kind of weird. And, and like he's, he fouled out. He's, he only played, did he play 30 minutes? He played 28 him, minutes. He fouled coming, out in yeah. 28 minutes. And, and it was like he committed a couple fouls in garbage time, too. It was just, what a weird. I'm with you. I don't know how he collected and six he subbed in in with, <laughs> He subbed in with, like, a 28-point lead. That was weird, too. The the yeah. I don't know. Like, they, they obviously tried putting Carl on, on, on Jokic, Rudy on him, Kyle a little bit. Kyle is one of my favorite players and a linchpin to all the success that they've had this year, albeit not as much as we thought they should have. But he just has no chance against Jokic. And that's not a slight on Kyle. It's just you got to have some sort of – girth to guard that man and he well, just doesn't have it but so uh, but cat cat doesn't either that's yeah cat doesn't thing. either that's 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 and, why and, you're gonna have to get creative and maybe just double him and i mean they made aaron gordon shoot tonight he was two for four from three but i think his two misses were air balls like you just gotta probably and it's not an excuse it's just what the the cards are like if you don't have Jaden and you don't have Nas, you're probably just gonna have to say like if you're protecting your fortress we're gonna cover this door, this door, and this door, but we're gonna leave that back door open. And if they find it and they get in, that's it. And that's kind of like letting Aaron Gordon shoot. But they're gonna to have to give up something. The concerning thing for me, Phil, the number one thing, Jamal Murray. I know he's nine for twenty-two, but he had like some swag to him. He had some like bubble Jamal Murray. And if you followed the Nuggets at all, he's kind of been up and down and trying to regain himself after tearing his ACL a couple of years ago. Um, he looked like he was on one. He was coming around screens, ripping threes, and he was unguardable. And that's just you can't you can't have that, and that's going to be on Ant too. Like I was watching Devin Booker guard in that Clippers Suns game, and he was just going hard two ways. Like I'm going to be the best defender on my team, and I'm going to probably be one of the best offensive players on my team. They need that from Ant. There's just there's no more excuses. You get two days off between games. Yeah. You have to play 38 minutes, and you have to literally be Jaden defensively, and you have to be All Star Ant offensively. Or this just is it's going to be a quick series. It's weird because Ant Ant revved it in the second quarter. He just kind of took over for a little bit. He was hitting some mid range, getting to the rim. He even missed a couple layups, but he was getting to the rack in a regular. There was there was actually a really key sequence when I think it was like around a five point game or somewhere in there, and he misses a layup. There might have been there might have been a a, a non foul called, but then the. The Nuggets, who are one of the best transition teams in the NBA, come all the way back, and uh, I can't remember who hit the three, but they hit a three in the corner. Might have been Michael Porter Jr., who is insanely hard to guard in transition because he's just a freight train. Mm-hmm. I want to say, I think uh, your old platform, Canis Hoopist, they did a great preview for yep. this series, and I want to say that they dug up that Michael Porter Jr. shoots like 50% from three in transition. And he's a house, an athletic house that can get to. That's the problem. Like, if in, in live rebound situations, if the Nuggets get out running, and you've got, especially if you've got Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns in the game, you're not stopping them. Mm-hmm. 
So you either need to hit shots at a high clip and prevent live rebound situations, or you need to somehow get your asses back uh, with with Gobert with a bad back, and you know you know Towns is kind of a big plotter. So I, if, if the Nuggets get out and run, if the Wolves, this is the problem. Like if the Wolves shoot thirty seven percent, which they probably won't the rest of the series, uh, and half their shots are threes, which are coming off advantageous rebounds for the Nuggets to get out in transition, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get smoked. Yep. Not only because right. you're not making shots, but because your missed shots are playing right into one of their biggest strengths, which is transition and open looks from threes off off transition uh, ball movement. So what, can I, real quick, can I just yeah. like give you my second one here? Because I, I, I you might reach across and punch me for this, but <laughs> I, am, I stand firm in this one, okay? Again, I will preface this by saying when Cat is playing at his peak, He's one of the 15-ish best players in the league. When you get composed, peak Carl Anthony Towns. First three quarters against the Lakers, Carl Anthony Towns. I would say the entire game against Oklahoma City, Carl Anthony Towns. He is one of the 15 to 20 best players in the NBA. All right? But he can't tap into his peak nearly as often as you'd like in these big games. And I'm watching this game tonight. And this wasn't even like a great Jokic game. It was kind of a clunky Jokic game, but he was grabbing rebounds. He was making plays. He was getting his shot. Like he was doing the. He's got these old school post moves that he's 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 putting. He's like got the Elijah one, you know, triple deke over here. So my take is, Nikola Jokic is everything you hoped Carl Anthony Towns would have been. They're the same age, about six months apart. One was the number one pick. Another one was nowhere near the number one pick. Um, I think Jokic has one. I think I think this is his ninth season in the NBA. Towns eighth season, but Jokic is always poised, always makes the right play when he gets doubled. Which, by the way, I saw some people commenting like, "Why don't they double Jokic?" Because when Jokic gets doubled, he <laughs> I mean, always yeah. makes the right play. Jim yeah. Pete had the nugget when when Jokic gets ten or more assists in a game, the Nuggets are thirty four and four. Uh, yeah, so you can, you can run a double at him, but it's kind of like, you know, remember watching KG 20 years ago. You want to double team KG? All right, he's just going to hold the ball up and rifle a pass to Hoiberg wide open in the corner, right? Like that's Jokic with four shooters around him. So he's just always poised, always makes the right play, rarely gets flustered by circumstances. He's got two or three moves he can always go to offensively. And it feels like Cat, when it comes to these playoff games or even like playing games, the game against the Clippers last year, it's all, it's almost like he's staring at the same Rubik's Cube time and time again, and sometimes he solves it, like the game against Oklahoma City. Oh, my God, he solved the Rubik's Cube. But then sometimes he just, like, stares at an incomplete Rubik's Cube and throws it off the wall and gets mad. <laughs> and, like, like that's what it felt like again tonight. And you've probably seen what in the – he's I think this is his 13th playoff game. You know, when you count, or maybe it's his 12th, because Rockets was a five-game series, and then Memphis was six. So this was his 12th 12th, career playoff game. And in about half of them, he's just been completely out of sorts. And um, that's the biggest takeaway for me. It's like Jokic and Cat, if they're both playing at their peak, it's a war. But one plays at his peak all the time, and the other one struggles to find it about half the time in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't. Again, I don't think you're going to find me defending. It's cat hate, though. I know it's cat, it's cat hate. So. No, I think you know the, the 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 stat that stands out from Carl's night is just the they only had ten turnovers, which as a team, which doesn't seem right. 
Um, but he had four of them. <laughs> and that's just, again, I think it goes back to your point of um, when, I mean, you know, they, when, when things were going really well, I think it's easier for him because he's in the flow. That third quarter was stood out so much because you're trying to, like, claw back. And that's been the one kind of Carl bugaboo that I think we both agreed with is, like, him maybe feeling like, I, you know, Ant's not, at that point, Ant didn't do anything at, like, 11 points. Like, no one else on my team has double-digit points. No one's playing well. Rudy has, you know, no spinal cord at this point. Um, and he's trying to just do it himself. And that's when it's, like, forced turnover, forced turnover. Um, he was missing things around the rim. So he was bad. I don't, there's really no way to say it. It's just yeah. you got you to gotta come back out. Um, because, again, like, this team now, it's not an excuse. It's just what the reality is. Like, they're down two of their eight best, best players. You just have to be better. Uh, I don't really care what offense, like the stats are going to say Jokic against Carl because there's really not a lot of guys in the league that can slow down Jokic. But you, on the other hand, like on the other side, have to make someone work. Like you were talking about Michael Porter Jr. in transition and stuff. He's great. Jaden would obviously, Jaden has always been a problem for him. He would have shut him down. But there is no Jaden. Would Jaden, um, would Jade, would you have put Jaden on Jokic? No, that, because Jaden Jaden weighs about as like as much as this plant. I know, so but like I nothing, just, nothing, like nothing I, else. I works. mean, listen, it's. I think this is a Chris Finch philosophy, man. Like, if if Rudy Gobert passed medical tests and can play, then like you you're the defensive player of the year three times. Like, you got to go as much as you can, um, and then throw Carl in a little bit. I mean, I bet you Jaden would have given him a little problems just his length, but when Jokic just kind of hulks down and just starts throwing. Just throwing that ass into you, man. He just he yeah. just gets to where he wants to go. So, but no, I'm with you. I mean, Carl, you just there's nothing really. Yes, he had ten rebounds, but there's just really nothing else to hang your hat on on anyone on that starting lineup. And I think what you're trying to say is like you're one of the 15 best players in the league last year. Um, other guys, and it's, that's why I'm trying to defend you. I guess is like Carl hates people are gonna think Phil's well, doing it I mean, again. But but this is point, this is like, the same dude, thing know? that guys. Yeah, I mean if. Uh, Kawhi Leonard had 11 points and 10 rebounds tonight on 5 of 15 shooting. He's going to get crushed. Like, guys mm-hmm. just get crushed when they don't perform now. This is the benefit and, like, like I thought Nikhil Alexander, I know his shot's never going to come around, but, like, I thought he made himself some money again tonight. Like, that dude was buried on a bunch of benches, kind of a, a flop of a lottery pick, and, like, he's showing on a big stage now. He's worth money this, this summer. Um, for Carl, it's like you've got your money and you just can't, you just can't. You can't score eleven points. You just can't. I mean, no one on the team scored twenty points. Yeah. That's embarrassing. I know their minutes were reduced because it was a blowout, but uh, you got to find more ways to just make Carl a focus of this and stop. I mean, those four turnovers I think were probably all the Rudy. You just got to stop this idea that we got to get Rudy involved. Like Rudy will be there for tips. Rudy will be there for occasional lob, but they forced it to him and it was just that third quarter man was a nightmare an absolute nightmare i think they were outscored 32 to 14 i mean that's just you can't do that you just can't do that and it killed any sort of momentum that they had kind of built early on cuz i thought they did weather the fan noise and the whole thing pretty well right away but yeah it's tough. Who else did you want to pick on? Anyone else? Uh, I, well, I no, pe- people in the youtube comment section are picking on me for even floating the suggestion of uh of would you have in desperation put Jade McDaniels on Jokic? Well, I, I mean, understand he's giving up like sixty to eighty pounds, but but you I mean I think what you're trying to say is that this this is the thing that if it gets away from you by the way on Wednesday, not to preview on game two or whatever, but I Chris Finch is going to have to experiment a little more. Like you just 
gotta like even the Austin River minute Austin Rivers minutes were like not terrible. Again, I know none of this matters because you're down thirty, but you just gotta kind of find like what can give us a spark. Um, like Josh Minot, I know it's a bit, but like he also had a really good block on Michael Porter Jr. He's the only guy well, on the you, team dude, who's you as need long energy, as him. right? Right, I mean, and yeah, and that's what Josh Minot is. He, the lawnmower nickname, he gave it to himself in Vegas because he said, "I'm an energy guy. Like once I get going, I'm like a lawnmower. I just don't stop." Yeah. And that's what this team needs because, again, like tonight you kind of saw 35-year-old Mike Conley. <laughs> tonight you kind of saw like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, great defensive guy, can't really shoot. Uh, so you just got to find something. You can't – you cannot – like it can't be game three at Target Center or game four and we're still like, well, I hope Jordan McLaughlin gives us a boost. You're going to have to – you know, and that's – I'm giving He's Finch got, a little rope be here. Over for him, man. But you're going to have to – and he did it, I guess, in the second half. I know Jordan McLaughlin played, but again, none of this matters in the second half. You're going to have to be willing to just start to pull guys. And, you know, they're going to start Carl and Rudy the whole series. But if by game two or game three it's just not working, stagger the hell out of him, right? Like, if Rudy's giving you nothing and he's a minus 28, just cut his minutes. You know what I mean? Like, you're trying, now you're in desperation mode to win some of these games. But that's further down the road. I just thought tonight everyone played bad. I'm sure they'll talk about post game that they were tired from. I mean, they've been playing, I guess, playoff basketball for two weeks. I think that can catch up to you. But now you get a couple days to rest. No one plays over 30 minutes. So there's no excuses on Wednesday. You got to come out and try to steal that one. Or you put yourself behind an eight ball where we got to win four out of five times against the number one seed in the West. Yeah. All right. Do you have one more player that you want to rip on, you said? Or somebody? Was it Are you going to rip on Finch? Uh, no, I, I, well, I mean, no, Finchie was, Finchie wasn't great, but I also just like, again, sometimes I wonder, I don't know if your kids just constantly act up and mess up and do bad things. Like sometimes it's on the parenting, but sometimes it's like, man, you know, Carl is an all NBA guy making max money and he's turning the ball over three straight possessions. The parenting does seem a little suspect at times. It's like, all right, your kids are at two 15 in the morning. Like, you know where your kids are sort of I think think this isn't you. Not you. I need someone then to tell me what Finch is supposed to do, though, because it's just like, well, I mean, we, we acquired Rudy Gobert and he like he can't stop Jokic for two plays in a row. Like I don't like what what else like do a, do you want Finch to park the like the actual team bus in the court? Like I just don't know what people want Finch to do. His offense breaks down at times, but he also, I mean, he, the guy that I would rip on and I love the kid is like Ant. Like the ball just gets sticky in his hands, like. He's not one of the guys that you always see where the ball's moving around and it's floating in the extra pass. Like, if Finch wants a movement offense and he doesn't want to play high pick and roll, didn't just run that to death, then you got to trust that your guys are going to make the extra plays. And a lot of times it just ends up with Ant or Carl trying to ISO. And, and again, I think what you would say is a, a good coach would be like, stop doing that. But I don't know. It's just kind of this mixed bag where I think he is trying to tell those guys that, but they're just not listening. Yeah, there's just the, and again, like it's it's one game of a of a seven game series, and now if if they look undisciplined and get yeah, run out of yep. the building again in game two, and then 100%. they get beaten five games, then I think there's a deeper discussion to unpack about all of this. And I'm not I'm not like it's just let's let's see what happens in game two is kind of where I'm at with this thing. But it's Mackie here, and a shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples even. So I am an allergy sufferer, and it's uh, it's rough sometimes with stuffy, runny nose. For me, it can be like dry, scratchy eyes, throat, even just feeling tired. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill 
that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief. Just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D or ask for Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. That's Claritin.com. Use as directed. Uh, one one more thing, and then we can we can put a wrap on this. Do a quick little thirty minute recap here, but uh, wh- I just want to say that this is mostly for the TNT crew, Gus Johnson <laughs> and Anthony and uh, Greg Anthony. Yep, youth and and youth oh, and inexperience is not an excuse for the Timberwolves. I heard it was like in the first five minutes. It might have been when the Wolves got down right away, and the, you know, and uh, and Greg Anthony said. These, because this is a direct quote, these young Timberwolves might have some playoff jitters right now. Okay, let's go through these young Timberwolves, the, the, the seven and a half man rotation they're playing. All right. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and Kyle Anderson have combined for 171 career playoff games. Carl Anthony Towns has been in the NBA for eight seasons. And now he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but well, some of that's on him for. Maybe not carrying teams the way that you expected. But you can't say that, oh, they're just so... Oklahoma City? I'll hear that argument. The Timberwolves have a couple young guys. Anthony Edwards is 21. Uh, Jaden and Nas are young, but they're not playing in the series here. So I just like... That was such a weird, misguided take by the TNT crew. Instantly back to Bally's with Michael Grady and uh, and Jim Peterson after that take. (laughs) I I hated that too uh, because they're not young. But I will say... Because I thought that was a really good stat that you dug up. How many games have they played? It was Kyle, Mike, so, and Rudy. So, yep, those guys have played a, going into tonight 171 career playoff games. That's a great stat. Uh, I would just say from a devil's advocate standpoint that I would then expect my veterans to play better. Yeah, Because all three of those guys were terrible too. Yeah. I mean, that goes up, up and down the box score. Like The three guys that I depended on, one of them was a team worst minus 28. One of them tried to fight the other opposing team, like is becoming a trend. And then Mike Conley was just non-existent. So I'm with you though. That was just we got to stop calling them the young guys because, especially without Jaden and Nas, like they're they actually have just like what one young guy. I mean, Nas Dude, and if, even and 24. If they replace Jordan McLaughlin with Austin Rivers, aren't they going to be one of the oldest teams in the playoffs then? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So uh, I was going to say go back to like another guy who's probably had. If you would have added him into the playoff games thing, you probably would have got you over 200. I really, really like Torian Prince and his story and his veteran leadership. He played 21 minutes tonight, scored zero points, and grabbed zero rebounds and had zero steals and had zero blocks. Yeah. It's just – and that, that's why, again, pick a guy and we'll critique him. Like, no one was good. Everyone was bad. Embarrassing performance. The only thing you can really do is, I guess, like, you got to watch the tape, right, because you got to make adjustments, but you also can mentally just okay, flush it and just say – Is that what he said? <laughs> No, that's what isn't that what he said after the Lakers lost? Uh, oh, I don't know. He might have said it. Thank you. That's he loves to say ago. flush it. Like that's just his thing. Um, <laughs> but I did. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of got to you know like a, getting blown out in a football game or something. Just maybe burn the tape and, and move on. But my biggest two things from this game were one is that I don't know what you'd hang your hat on from the Wolves standpoint, and then I was pretty nervous. You said Jokic had a bad game. I'm with you too. The stats thirteen fourteen not, six. Not but a that's, bad game. Just for not him like, though. Not, just, not a peak Powers game. But uh, the Jamal Murray stuff, he just he looked like he had kind of found his groove again. And Nikhil gave him some fits, but 
I really think if they're going to turn this around, it's just got to be. I mean, this is this is what Ant was saying all summer or all all season. Like, I don't care about the All Star game. I just want to make the playoffs. Play, playoffs mean so much to me. Like, I'm a playoff guy. I'm a big game guy. And you just, I don't know if he still has an ankle thing or whatever, but that's out the window now because it's the postseason. Everyone's kind of banged up. I mean, Giannis is going to come back with a back brace. Like some of these guys, just you got to play through it. Ant has to be the guy we saw in that Memphis series last year, or this team, they have no chance. Even if Carl's really good, this team is still, in my mind, only has a chance to pull an upset against a Denver team that I still think has warts if Ant is two-way Ant, is all-star Ant, kind of the future of the league Ant. Uh, anything less than that, and they're going to be in big trouble. The most depressing part about this game, fourth quarter, and you had DeAndre Jordan calling for oh, lobs every time down the that. court. Yeah, we should start. Also, too, this is now that we've <laughs> transcended or moved away from actual basketball stuff. Uh, something else that kind of bugs me, if you want me to really criticize Finch, the offense does really suck sometimes, and you would hope that he would just interject himself with some more plays or some more structure. Um, but my biggest concern after that first quarter interview, he zips up his half sip all the way to the top of his Adam's apple. And that's like, dude, half sips are designed to just let it breathe a little bit, and that man has Well, it. how far down would you go? With the half sip, there, uh, in a half him. sip, I like to go about thirty three percent of the half zip. Just you know, keep, undershirt, keep... no undershirt. Should he let the chest fly? Uh, if I've been chest in, hair flag if I've fly? been on vacation and I have a nice little bronze going, uh, I like to show it off. Um, or like you said, if I haven't shaved in a while, let it pop a little yeah. bit. But man, that guy is like, just it's up here. I wonder, is he a little insecure about the double chin? Maybe he thinks if, I, he's, if ooh, he zips it all the way up, ooh. that he's kind of you know creates a little bit more of a, a chiseled. If, if, if Finch would just pull that puppy down like 50%, it might just kind of loosen up everybody for Wednesday. But I saw that in the first quarter. I was like, man, there's no point in wearing a half zip. Just wear a crew neck if you're just going to do that. So uh, that was something I actually had typed in my notes that I wanted to tell you. Yeah, it is kind of funny how the, the, the pandemic just got us completely away from coaches wearing suits and ties. Isn't it kind of weird? Like if, like if you saw a coach wearing a suit and tie now, it would just be it would be jarring, right? Well, I mean, I would take you one step further. I'm not really sure we should ever wear suits ever again like i don't really know the point wedding is nothing no formal nope, dressing. i mean i did technically dress up for my wedding and i jumped in the ocean in my suit but i just think listen man this this team that we cover will kill me at a much earlier age so i don't have much left but like when you come to my funeral just wear comfortable stuff like wear sweats wear joggers wear lululemon like i don't yeah. what's the point of wearing ties that's that's what this that's what this is all about this this show tonight what's the point of wearing ties stop wearing ties it's a good question um what's the most formally dressed sport now i guess soccer don't a lot of soccer coaches. Some soccer coaches, like English Premier League, they still wear ties. But you see some quarter zips and some half zips there too. I do Base, love baseball. They're actually wearing baseball pants still, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny. Can you imagine like Tom Thibodeau wearing basketball shorts <laughs> and sneakers, just, Dude, just pacing up and down the Tom, baseline? We also need to have a talk about Tibbs. Is just uh, trying really hard to just like at some point Scott Van Pelt always has this thing where it goes away on top. You just thought let it go. Like you're a great looking bald guy. Tibbs is trying to comb over the six hairs. I saw today or yesterday in his press conference. It's like, dude, just trim them up and look, like embrace it. Dude, embrace- he should go with fully shaved but keep the beard. I mean, I'm a little biased toward that look, but <laughs> I think it could work for Tom. Thibodeau. I do too. A, a beard, like a nice grizzled beard of a guy who's been in like watching film for like 42 straight hours. Uh, 42 yeah, I wanted straight to bring it up. Actually, I, you know, I actually bet I bet like college sports are the the most like well dressed people. I think like basketball and stuff they might still be wearing like suits or like football right they're wearing like their nice outfits on sec game days or whatever but i'm so glad that we got away from coaches dressing up i love all the guys wearing the same half zips 
But for Finchie, it's just like, hey, just take it easy. Like, I think your job is probably safe no matter what happens this playoff series. Like, just pull it down a little bit. Like, breathe. Everyone his, breathe. his players are kind of embarrassed by it, too. That's why they get off of these bad starts. So you know, change, change <laughs> yeah. your uh, look good, feel good, play good. And he's violating the first part of that by uh, zipping his half zip up too far. So, what, by the uh, way, also, one more stat for you here. Yeah, hit me. Oh, two things. One, if you guys are still hanging out with us, and it looks like there are still several you. hundred people here. Thank you. At 1 o'clock in the morning going into a Monday workday. So, thank you, guys. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel, it'll help spread the word about Flagrant Howls and everything we're doing here uh, with you Wolves fans. And also, a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts also helps vault Flagrant Howls. The Timberwolves including postseason now, are now 0-11 when trying to move three games over 500 this year. <laughs> uh, that is... Super weird. That is the sign that they hang out outside of the ride when it's like you have to be this tall to ride the roller coaster. That's the sign. It's just this roller coaster will not take you too high or too low, but you're just going to cruise right <laughs> at 500. ridiculous, dude. Every single time. They've tried to move from two games over to three games over, and that, they fail. You're including the like the play-in stuff, right? That's a mm-hmm. really good stat too. I uh, trying to I was scrolling through trying to see if I had anything else. Um, yeah, that's just a tough one. You you got to re- kind of recover uh, for for Wednesday and just kind of flush that one away. Um, I did think they had some defensive moments tonight that they kind of looked good. Again, Nikhil Alexander Walker just can't really rely on him to shoot, but he is gritty. He plays complimentary basketball, so. Kind of got to pick yourself up here. I mean, I, I I think I went into this thinking the Wolves had a good chance to win the series, and I still think they can win the series. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets are awesome at home. I think I said this to you and Judd. Like they're thirty four and seven at home, um, so they're hard to beat, man. Like they are a one seed for a reason. But you just got to steal one because a team that's that bad on the road, I mean, they'll look bad later in this series. So still a long series. Doesn't really start till the home team loses. Um, but a lot, a lot to figure out by Wednesday because, again, who would you give your gold star to tonight? Uh, maybe Mike Inori. Uh, Mike Inori, he, he was the one that – he wasn't on camera, but he did uh, do the interview with TNT coming out of the half, so good for taking one for the team there. And, uh, you know, I might give it to uh... – I might give it to Austin Rivers for coming in cold, hasn't played in about six months, it he, seems yeah, like, and knocks down, a, knocks down a three and – Grabs a couple rebounds. You know, the ultimate pro. One last note in my phone. Uh, we as a society need to come together. I don't know if, I mean, tomorrow's a Monday. People got to work. I don't know if we need to protest or what. Every time I was watching basketball all weekend, a lot of TNT, every time the game would stop and go to commercial, and there's just this dude on my screen with three tennis ball-sized pimples on his head or his face. <laughs> the Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. We have got to find someone else to advertise for the NBA. <laughs> the NBA is worth trillions of dollars. Like, I do not need to watch, like, the Wolves go from 24 down to 30 down, and then this dude with these <laughs> massive pimples on my screen. It was, it was a tough Sunday. We'll regroup tomorrow. I hope everyone has a good if week. You, if you haven't consumed Dr. Pimple Popper content... I would, I would, if especially if the Wolves are down by thirty points in the in the third quarter, I would recommend at least checking out the TikTok channel. It's pretty. Uh, uh, pretty since this is garbage time now and people are still listening, I'm gonna let you cook and send us off. But uh, hit me with a thirty. Se- I have no idea what any of this means. Explain to me why everyone on planet Earth was freaking out about Love Is Blind. Oh I don't my know. God! You're gonna make me do this in thirty seconds. Yeah, you only? got thirty seconds. Garbage so, time. So all right, Robert how do I DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Love Is Blind is 
probably the most popular new reality dating show. Okay. It's one of the top shows on Netflix. Okay. It's couples that are dating and meeting with a wall between them for like two weeks. So you're you're falling in love with people without seeing them and you're asking them to marry you before you see them. And so you are engaged before you meet each other in person. And then you spend a month together in person and decide if you want to actually get married, meet each other's family, friends, etc. And tonight was supposed to be only the second time Netflix has ever gone live with anything. The other one was the Chris Rock comedy special like a month ago, which he just full he waited a year to just fillet Will Smith. And I think that was actually pre-taped and they okay. ran it as live. This was okay. an actual the first like actual live thing that Netflix has ever done. And they had technical difficulties for an hour and a half and they bailed on it after an hour and a half and they only showed it to the live audience that they had a bunch of influencers there and stuff oh to tweet God. about it and okay. about it. And so it was this whole thing built up for weeks and weeks. The Love is Blind live finale, live on Netflix, live on Netflix. And uh, apparently the hamster that was running on the wheel <laughs> was nowhere to be found or passed out or died. I don't know. But uh, so it was very disappointing. The only one who, okay. Well, if the Wolves lose by 29 again on Wednesday, I think games three and four should be on Netflix. So we just don't have to watch them. Coming up after Love is Blind is live, Wolves <laughs> Nuggets, game three from Target Center. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for explaining that because my whole timeline was either fire finch trade everyone or what is going on with my netflix account and i was like i, I have no idea what's going on so thank you happy yep, sunday anytime. yeah i recommend actually that you catch up on uh, the latest seasons so we can do a full episode here during Deal. the summer on flagrant house just Deal. about love is blind Deal. so all right he's kyle i'm phil thank you all all you night owls for hanging out with us all you masochistic night owls enduring <laughs> an absolute atrocity in game one here but you know what game two is coming up on wednesday a couple days rest We'll see what happens. Wolf back. Yeah. The hammer will come down when it needs to come down, but that time is not quite yet. So thanks for hanging out with us here on Flagrant Howls, your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast.